Hello and welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live in my closet. I'm like looking around my closet right now and it's probably how to spruce this thing up. I'm spending a lot of time in it. Not just to record the podcast, but just like in general. Just kidding. I don't know if that, it's kind of not a joke. It's real comfortable in here, but I want to make it more like spruce it up, you know. I don't know. It's it's uh, maybe painted blue. Just one half of my closet is bright blue inside. Oh, that sounds kind of fun, actually. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Kim Crawl. I'm your host. It's Crawl Space. Um, I have... Oh, man, I have, I'm afraid I'm going to poop my pants in here. I mean, not actually, like, I mean, I could just stop the episode, but like, like my body is like, I feel like something's coming. And I've been avoiding coming in here because I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? You know, I guess I could just pause it and go to the bathroom if worse came to worse. Or how cool would it be? I don't know if cool is the right word. Would it be if I poop my pants in here? Probably not cool. God, really, just out of the gate every time. I'm re-listening to all the old episodes. This is episode eight. I've been doing this eight episodes, and I'm working on a live one for Dash Comedy. So that's really exciting. That's in the works. It's It was supposed to happen this week, but you know how life goes. Uh, just a few hiccups, and we'll be back. Hopefully, it'll be up next week on Dash Um Coming soon, maybe not this this Monday, but soon, every Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. on Dash Comedy Radio, Crawl Space will be live. Well, it won't be live until after the uh, the, the pandemic, which uh, we're pre-recording. Um, yeah, we just got word in California that uh, the stay-at-home order will probably go through July. Through July, dude. That's crazy I'm trying to just like I don't I don't know wellness check how is everyone I mean like there's so many crazy things in the news and I don't really want to make this a news thing because like I I trust that most of I trust that most of the people that probably listen to this are probably versed enough to listen to the news or watch the news um I don't think that you could listen to um as much all the swearing I do and all of the like talk I, like I mean I've talked about waxing my vagina eating assholes like I've talked about a lot in this and I trust that my core audience isn't super conservative and will probably read the news um that is uh read between the lines and what I just said there uh but yeah like it's it's I'm trying to just like take it a day at a time and I know that that's super like cliche but it's I don't know man if you think about just like staying in here I mean I'm I'm kind of okay in my home and California takes care of us really well with the whole unemployment thing but that's supposed to run out in July but I guess if they they extend the stay-at-home order they'll probably extend taking care of us financially because I don't have a job Um, because all of my jobs are around humans and we're not allowed to be around humans because the planet is dying Um, not the actual planet well the planet's actually healing I don't know. I made I made like 25 masks yesterday. I'm selling some. I'm donating some. I'm giving some away. Like, I don't want to make any more. It's very tedious. And I've yelled so much at my sewing machine. But they're like one of the things in the news, like I said, I'm not going to do the news, but I just don't understand this one thing. And I mean, I don't understand billions of things, but uh, I mean, like behaviors of humans. I don't understand billions of behaviors of humans. But one of them people are really mad like like the pro like protesters are upset that they have to wear masks 
outside or indoors. Like, are they, yeah, they have to wear their masks when they leave their home. And it's just so stupid. It's a stupid thing to be mad at. Like, were you mad when we had to wear pants when we leave our home? Like, I'm, was there, when that whole thing, I mean, like, when that whole thing came about and pants were discovered, where there was a bunch of idiots that were protesting that? Like, I just don't understand. I went to Trader Joe's, um, for my, monthly trip a couple of days ago cried in there too Jesus I just like every time I see a human and like I don't know the guy was like we were you know we were talking and he was really nice and um I like to we I've talked about this the bagging at Trader Joe's it's so weird not to help them especially now I'm buying a month's worth of food so I'm just like watching them bag it but you want to like stay away whatever and uh and I just like thank you know, I was just like, thank you for working or, you know, you know, I know it's probably really scary. And he goes, he goes, well, I grew up in Hollywood and that's the least I can do for my community. And I was like, oh my God. And I like, I'm like, don't stop. I want to start crying. And, and the, the woman who was bagging, they looked at me and I was like, I don't know, every time I leave my house and I see people, I cry. Um, but he told me that some woman like flipped out when she came into Trader Joe's because she didn't want to wear her fucking mask. That's insane. Wear your mask. Like, oh my God, I, I, if you are listening to this and you follow me, you're my friend, your friends on Facebook, any association with me and you think that you shouldn't have to wear your mask because it, it, it's bad, it's, uh, inhibits, I think that might be the word. No, that's not the word, but, uh, it fucks with your con, that, that's better, fucks with your constitutional rights, unfollow, unfriend me. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, Again, like, st- we, like, first of all, every, every bar I've ever worked at has a big sign that says, we refuse the, we, re- we, um, we refuse, we reserve the right. Wow, guys, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not great with my words today. Uh, we refuse, we res- reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Like, why is this mask thing, especially when it's like, like, it's just, it's so crazy. It's just so crazy. And it's insane how many people just don't want to listen to science. And they think that like the government is out to get that. Like, I I don't know, but like, I do know that I, I find it a little bit weirder that these, that, that they need you to get back to work because they're not making money if you're not working. Like they don't give a fuck about your life, but you think that at them asking you to wear a mask and whoever they you know who I'm talking about like they sound so conspiracy theorists I promise I'll stop soon um I don't know just wear your goddamn mask what and yeah so I'm making them and I think I'm gonna I I'm, I I don't know it's getting real tedious and every time I'm like I am done then someone I love very much text messages me and is like can I have another mask or are you still making masks and I'm like yeah I'm still making masks um, so I'm making masks. I'm charging some people though. We're, we're strangers or acquaintances or, you know, not acquainted. I, I don't know. Like my best friend, I didn't charge. You know what I mean? Um, this got weird right off the bat. Let's see here. I, uh, I wrote down a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today. I have, a um, I think, I think I'm going to get right to the poop scoop. How's that? Let's get right to the poop scoop. I think I want to get, um, uh, what is it called? The soundboard to where when I go, it's the poop scoop time. And then there's a toilet flushing, but I don't know if that's too far. Um, so poop scoop today. Uh, this is Kim crawl, by the way, I think I already said that we're on crawl space. Um, okay. So this is a story all about how I, um, just kidding. Uh, so this is okay. So this is like six, seven years ago. I had this boyfriend named Rob fucking Rob, Rob. Um, 
And oh man, I don't I don't think I've talked about him yet, but he he was just, you know, he's a conservative man, Republican. I would not be shocked if he voted for Trump. I haven't seen him in years, like a, like since we broke up. But uh, yeah, he was an accountant and a race car driver, but not like a real one, like a one like like with a Subaru in, on like a dirt road in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of other nerds. Um, God, we had to talk about race cars so much. I did really like him. Rob Rob was a, a significant relationship in my life, but. Uh, looking back just well and he hated me man I mean I think he loved me quite a bit but I think he really hated me too because like Rob want like Rob ended up marrying some broad that I uh, used to model with actually and like when I first saw that they got together on Facebook because I'm friends with her I was like no but then I was like you know there's I like I was like should I warn her because he had just like a trail of ex-girlfriends one of them one of the the ex-girlfriend or the girlfriend after me who later became an ex um used to follow me and unfollow me constantly on Twitter. And then one time I like DM'd her after it was after they broke up and I was just like, Hey, and she was like, we both have terrible tastes in men. Like he just had like a trail of broken hearts behind him because it was like, he would like love bomb or whatever. Like, you know, I think it's love bomb where it's just like lots of love, lots of love. And then one day he was just done and it was really heartbreaking. It was a big heartbreak for me. Um, but he, oh man, he he but yeah like uh his wife now is just you know like conservative they both like their guns they're both pretty boring um and I'm like you know I'm a wild card like Rob was just oh poor Rob I look back on that relationship and like he he would just be like you always make me feel so bad about myself and it's just because I wasn't constantly doting on him I can't be in a relationship with a guy who needs me to constantly dote on them um I'm a independent broad you know so Rob and I got into a fight one night. No, we didn't get, did we, yeah, we got in a fight. Well, we didn't get in a fight. I just got super drunk, um, <laughs> which he, it's so funny. This guy drank every day and like, and he was just like, I think you drink too much. Cause like I would get drunk every now and then, but he would like, I mean, this guy had like a bottle of wine a day. I think he had this big ass wine belly, whatever. Um, I don't think you, I don't, halfway through or like a little bit through every episode, I started thinking, I'm like, do you think they listen? I don't know. If he listens, I feel like that's more on him. I'm your ex-girlfriend. You, it's weird if you listen to my hour podcast weekly. Um, if you do, what's up, Rob? Uh, so, and now you'll hear a story about something I don't think you knew about when we were together. So, uh, one night I got real drunk, right? I ran an open mic in, uh, I think I've talked about this. I ran an open mic in North Hollywood called Mouthy Pants. And he came to it. And it was so funny. Like, he, like, uh, my comedy buddies were always like, you could tell when Kim's boyfriend was there because Kim was on her best behavior. And then when her boyfriend wasn't there, I would just let loose. He was so conservative. But he was, like, always telling me what to, what to do. Like, He'd text and be like, what's up, babe? How are you? I'm like, I'm at sushi with my friends. And he's like, I really think that you could be using your time more wisely, like working on your website. And like, yeah, probably. But like, also, you're not in charge of me. So uh, he so one night he showed up. I think he showed up and I didn't know he was going to be there. And I was super drunk at Mouthy Pants. And so then he he I started crying I can't remember I think my family was there I like this isn't part of the poop story I just I was drunk and I was crying whatever so he took me out of there and then we go and get uh we go and get out in and out burger I try and eat it in his precious Subaru it gets really mad I'm not a clean eater like I'm crumbs are everywhere I dated a guy last year who asked me he's like do you just drink coffee over every surface of your apartment because there's just coffee stains everywhere I'm just a messy 
eater. I have a clean apartment. That guy was wrong. There was like four coffee stains. I got rid of that lamp. So, um, <laughs> so then we go back to his place and I try to eat in and out burger on his couch. And I just remember him standing on his couch and him being like, after everything you've put me through tonight, are you really going to eat that in and out burger on my couch? And then we go to bed and I'm crying some more and I wake up in the morning and I like look up. He's like, you know, I'm like in his arms and I look up at him and without his eyes opening, he goes, I'm awake. And I was like, oh, are you going to break up with me? And he goes, I should, but I'm not going to. I should fuck off. Right. But it, like he was being funny, but like he's like, I should, but I'm not going to. And he goes, and, and then I was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I think my family was there and it was just like a rough night. And um, just for a long story, again, maybe one day when we're like way in, I'll tell you all about all that. But like, I uh, like, so it was just like, I was like, oh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, whatever. And he was just like, you know, I know it was last night it was really rough. I'm going to work from home today. Now that is great. That was really sweet. But I had to poop something fierce I had to poop so bad and I was banking on him going to work so I could go home and poop and I lived like a mile away from his house right and so I was like oh he'll leave and then I can go poop then he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm gonna you know work from home and like we'll we'll just hang out today I know you had a rough day yesterday which is so nice not when you have to shit and you're like fuck and we were like new it was like a couple of months in like I don't think I'd pooped there yet and I for some reason thought that maybe he didn't know I pooped now I've completely debunked that and uh, obviously you know (laughs) so I I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I, I'm going to go home for a little bit. Just like, you know, like, and I had a drawer there. So I had like stuff there. So it's not like I was like, oh, I'm going to go home and shower and change. Like, it was just like, why don't you just change here? So I was just like, I'm just going to go home and uh, take care of a few things and then I'll be back. And he's like, okay, well, I'll miss you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like sweating. I'm going to shit my pants. I don't know why it always gets to that. Like, it literally is like, like, we're currently in this closet where I'm like, please don't, please don't have an emergency in here. Like, it's just like an all or nothing situation. I blame it on college when I held it for so long. So I was like sweating and he's like, all right, I miss you. And I was like, I miss you too. I'll see you in a little bit. So he walks me to the door and then he kisses me again. He's like, you promise you'll come back soon? Needy, right? And I was like, I'll be back soon. It's like, I was just like, I have to go, but I didn't want to look like I had to go. So I was just trying like sweating, but like nodding, like, okay, I'll see you soon. Miss you too. And then I get to the elevator and I'm like waiting at the elevator and I'm sweating and I'm literally like, all right, you got two options here. You shit your pants or you go back in that apartment and you poop at Rob's. Like those are the options. You are not making it the mile. You are going to shit your pants. So I like run back to the door and I knock on the door and he opens it and he's like, you came back. And I scream, you are going to go on your balcony and we are never going to talk about this again. So dramatic. So he's like, what? I'm like, go outside. So he goes out to his balcony and then I go in there and I just, you know, I, I poop a lot. I, I let it go. And then I come out and he's standing in the living room. So he did not go to the balcony. What a dick. And uh, he's standing in the living room and he's like, do I, do I even want to know? And I was like, well, first of all, I mean, I, I was just like, no, we don't have to talk about it. But what did he mean? Do I even want to know? What the hell did he think I was doing in there? Like, I didn't realize that until just right now. Like, he was like, do I really want to know? What did he think I was, I I gave birth? Like, what did he think I was so freaked out? 
And the funny thing is, when we broke up, uh, I had this drawer, right? And, um, you know, it was a, it was like a month or so where uh, later where we like exchanged all our stuff, right? It was like a messy, sad breakup. So it was just like, oh, in a month or so, I'll call him and be like, oh, can I get my shit back? Or here's your shit. I can't remember exactly what I had of his. Um, but all he had of mine. So I go to his place and it was really, you know, how breakups are. It's just so sad. Like we like, you know, we, it was like we hugged and it was like a long hug and like, who knows? I also found out later he was like banging his ex-girlfriend right after we broke up. So like, I'm sure she was upstairs. So I don't really feel that bad for him. But, uh, he, he handed me, um, I don't feel bad for him like as in like he was acting sad that we were giving our stuff back but I'm like you you had that guy could never be alone so funny um so he hands me my bag of stuff and I hand him his bag of stuff and we say goodbye and then I get in my car and I'm like I don't even remember what I left over there and it was just the contents of my drawer and I didn't need anything in that it was just like 42 things to cover up me pooping at his apartment 42. It was like 16 boxes of matches, uh, poopery, uh, spray. There was tweezers and a razor. Um, oh, guys, I might have to poop. I don't want to. I mean, I do. This is probably why I always get into this situation where I like almost poop my pants because like here I am having a hard debate. I'm like, I could go 40 more minutes without pooping or I could just pause and come back. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it was like 42 items, like replaceable items. I did not need these items back. And it was just like, oh, I wonder, I like, as he's like, probably like loading up this bag, he's probably just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. And I never saw Rob again until he, I don't know. I, he's actually the reason I found out that you can tell who watches your stories. So, oh gosh, I'm going to tell this. And then guys, I'm going to have to pause. I know I promised I'd never edit, but I'm going to have to pause because I'm, I'm going to poop in my closet. I'm going to poop in my closet. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad I did not do that in my closet or my pants in my closet. Although it would have been on brand, but I would it have been on brand. I mean, like maybe, but I I can't picture myself. Just I can't picture it. It's very funny to me. Um, Woo, I'm glad I did that. Uh, so, okay, I had to backtrack. I had to listen to the last few seconds just to remember what I was talking about. Um, Rob is the reason that I found out that, like, you can tell who watches your stories on Instagram. So, like, Rob, like I said, Rob married a girl that I used to model with, uh, Jessica. I can't remember if she goes by Jess or Jessica. I don't know. It's been, like, a decade since I've seen that broad. But... Like, but we follow each other on Instagram, right? So maybe it has, whatever. We follow each other on Instagram and like their wedding was really pretty. And like, it's not, not a sad, God, no one believes me when I say this. Like, I don't know how much I can tell you. Rob and I broke up like eight years ago. Like it's, if I was still pining over Rob, that would be a whole get into therapy situation. But like I was watching her stories like their wedding was so pretty and she's so pretty and the dress was so pretty. So I was just watching her wedding. I wasn't it was like it's so I'm so I feel I feel like when I tell this I do look like I'm still so I'm not. Um, but uh, oh God, uh, I hated Rob. So um, I uh, 
I, I watched all the stories and then I watched all his stories because I was just like, their wedding is so pretty. And then one day, I, and like this was when like stories first came out. Like remember for a while, Instagram was just pictures and then, then there was a story aspect and I never did any stories. So I didn't know. And then I d- did one or something. And then I saw the like little number at the top or the bottom, wherever it is. And I asked somebody, I was like, what is that? And they were like, oh, that's the, pe- that's all the people that watched your stories. And I was like, Oh, no. Well, Rob still thinks I'm in love with him. And there was nothing I could do. Like, I couldn't, like, reach out and be like, yo, by the way. Because, like, like, nothing I could do except for just be like, well, what are you going to do? And uh, and then I had this show where Rob's best friend came with his girlfriend. They came to the show. And I had a joke about Rob and uh, um, pretending I was pregnant to get him back whatever it, it was like based on him but it's a it's one of my favorite jokes and um and so I like told his best friend I was like oh yeah I got that joke from I wrote that when I was with Rob and I was like it's just one of my favorite jokes and he goes oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then we started talking about Rob and then I told him that whole thing about watching the stories and how pretty their wedding was and like I'm like I'm just telling him and they both look at me and I was like oh I was like yeah so uh well, now you're going to probably go tell Rob all this. So Rob really thinks I'm still in love with him. And if he listens to this, he probably still thinks so too. I don't even know if I could pick Rob out of a lineup. Like it, like that's if I saw him out in the world. Like obviously I could. He was inside me for a while. But like I don't, Jesus, I don't think, like he wouldn't register who he was. You know what I mean? But like it was, it was a really hard breakup for me. It was, it was rough. Um. I, uh, oh man, guys, so we're, we're in lockdown. Like I always say, like I've been, this whole podcast has just been us in lockdown and my neighbor. Okay. So I'm whispering cause I'm terrified he can hear me. So I think that like my neighbor, I th- like, it sounds like he's just like vigorously masturbating a lot. Right. And so like, not a lot, a lot, but like enough where I'm like, Jesus, thin walls or he's just really loud. Who knows? But like, so I'm thinking I don't, I, I don't know. So I have some Zoom shows. So I started talking about it and started kind of writing some bits about it. And now I have to shut all of my windows when I do the, the shows because like I was outside the other day. Not like I was just like watering my plants and he stepped outside and he's like, hey, uh, just carry. I, I just I hope I'm not bothering you ever. Can you ever hear me? And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, just like the regular neighbor amount. Like, we're both home, so I'm assuming we both hear each other. And he's like, well, he did say, he goes, yeah, I I can hear the opening of The Walking Dead. And I was like, yeah, I've been watching The Walking Dead. And he goes, how long is that season or that that show? Shouldn't you be done with it by now? And then I had to tell him. I didn't have to, but you know who I am. I was like, oh, I restarted it and watched it all over again. But he can hear, I can... I think I can hear him masturbating. So, okay. So here's the thing. This is like what, what I, okay. So my cat, you've heard my cat, like he meows. His meow is pretty intense. It's like, meow. like it's, it's, it's like, meow. like he, it, it's awful. And it's, I love him. I love him. He is where he goes. So goes my nation. But like, and he has like, he has separation anxiety. So like when I go downstairs, like down to get my mail, I leave my door open but he just like sits at the door and just like wails, right? I'm going to have to take a sip of water. I don't know, guys. That poop really tuckered me out. It was a big one, which is exciting. In quarantine, I've been very regular. It could just be the anxiety. Who knows? Um, 
but uh, I'll take it. So, uh, um, I'm so distracted. So, like, I'm down there getting the mail one day, and one of my neighbors, my, the girl lives my, on the other side of the vat. So the masturbator's on the right, and then a girl and her boyfriend live on the left. And um, they're all right. The, the, they're, they're nice. I've never seen them wear masks. I don't know. They go to the store a lot, and I never see them wear masks. And she's the one who asked if I'd adjust her swimming suit four days ago at the fucking pool, or last week at the pool. And I was like, uh, girl, I'm not touching you. I don't know where you've been. There's a fucking plague out right now. Come on. But, um, and so she's, she's down there and we're getting mail and this is what, this is before the pandemic and we're getting mail and we're just catching up or whatever. And you hear Henry just like wailing, like, and she goes, whose cat is that? I was like, oh, it's mine. That's Henry. She goes, that's Henry. So, and I laugh and I thought it was kind of funny. And then like, I don't know, a week later we see each other and I was like, dude, I can't stop laughing about that. You being like, whose cat is that? So this weekend they had a party at the pool. So my hot neighbors that I watch all the time, the hot couple, I think I already told you guys about that. The hot couple that swim once a week and I just watch them swim because they're so hot. So creepy. I know. Uh, they, and then my two, the, the girl, the girl neighbor and her boyfriend and then the masturbator all had like a party down there down at the pool and like I was like I mean it's so funny how ego works because I was just like why wasn't I invited like because I'm the only one in the corner that wasn't like invited well the girl that lives below me wasn't invited but she sucks um but like maybe I suck too maybe they're like she sucks too because I wasn't invited and I'm like so upset that they're all down there drinking and having a good time and I'm just like oh man like watching them like a fucking lunatic and I was just like should I just go down there and see if they'll invite me in and like and then I was like call like I call myself crawl or the crawlski. Um, I was like, crawl, if they did invite you, would you have gone? And I'm like, oh, absolutely not. That sounds terrible. I absolutely don't want to be down there with like four small talk trying to get to know my neighbors while everyone gets drunk. That sounds like a nightmare. And then after that, you're like bonded somehow. So then they feel comfortable knocking on your door. I'm like, oh, it sounds awful. So I'm like, I think it's just being left out that upset me. But then I hear the neighbor, the girl neighbor, she starts impersonating my cat and they all start making fun of my cat and I'm so mad I'm like I can't believe I'm like when I see her next I'm gonna tell her and I'm like I'm like coming up with all these like you know how you have the fake conversations in your head or like in the shower where you're like and this is what I'm gonna say and I'm gonna make her feel this big so I was talking to my aunt on the phone about it and I was telling her how mad I was and she goes let me get this straight you're it's like okay for you to sit on zoom shows with dozens sometimes hundreds of people and make fun of your neighbor for masturbating all the time but god forbid they make fun of your cat and I was like oh yeah I guess I I talk about a lot of people on stage and the podcast and I guess it's hypocritical for me to be upset that that broad was making fun of my cat which by the way it's a jarring noise it's my favorite noise I love him more than anything in the world but like sorry Lucy but like I love her too. Uh, but like, I, I realized I was like, oh, I guess I can't be mad. And isn't that funny how that works where you're just like, you know, you're like, why wasn't I invited? And then people are like, would you have gone if you were invited? You're like, no, but I just wanted to be invited. Like fucking ego, dude. Um, so I was, uh, oh man, guys, I feel so empty right now. That poop was amazing. Um, so I, I was reminded the other day of my first blowjob story and I want to tell it to you I don't know how to segue into this stuff 
um, I, I'm working with my, my, um, the radio show crawl space and it's going to be, it's different when it's radio. Like when it's podcasts, like you tuned in, you clicked download, you hit, you know what I mean? Like, you know what the fuck you're listening to, but on a radio show, sometimes people just like join in and you have to like every eight minutes be like, you're listening to crawl space. I'm Kim crawl and do that whole thing. So like, I'm, I, I think that's easier to transition, but I'm just, I'm not doing that with this show. I'm just going to talk about what comes to my mind. So I was, I was thinking about my first blowjob the other day and, uh, oh man, you ready for this story? This story is, um, something. So I was 17 as I vote, as I've I've said a few times, I am so dizzy in here, guys. I think it's just like, what if I passed out? That'd be so not funny because I'm alone in my apartment and that might be detrimental to me. But like, uh, if I passed out, I just feel like really like lightheaded since I, I did that big poop. It was a big poop, man. Um, so my first blowjob, like, let me take a big sip of water before I tell you this story. Cause it's, it's a doozy. It's, it's a doozy. So, um, huh. I'm 17 years old and okay. There's a few things you ought to know about this story first. Like you, I've already told you, if you've listened to the other episodes, I was missing two of my front teeth. So I had this like flipper that I could take out the teeth. Right. And I was a late bloomer. And I was a diehard NSYNC fan. Those are the three things you need to know about my first blowjob. Backstory. So we used to hang out with these guys that went to another school. My best friend Catherine and I, we used to hang out with these guys that went to Regis High School. Uh, Mostly because we weren't really cool enough at our high school to hang out with the boys at our high school. So we, we outsourced. And then I found out later that the dudes we hung out with at Regis were just as nerdy as we were. But we had a good time. And Brandon was one of the guys who, whose house we'd always go over and drink at. He was the the one who had the parent that like let you drink in the basement as long as no one drove. And so it was just like a big group of dudes. There's like a hot tub. We go over every weekend. Um, I dated one of them for a while. Uh, oh man, those Regis boys. So such a good, now I'm like look, thinking I went to prom with one of them. Um, oh God, that's a whole other story, dude. Chris Collins, Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> sidebar, this is so, I cannot believe I'm going to tell you this in the middle of, I don't know which is, no, I think what I'm about to reveal is even worse than my first blowjob story. But uh, I found out years later that Chris, my prom date, the kid, like one of the first kids I ever dated in my life, um, I think, yeah, the first kid I dated, kid, but we were kids. We were like 16. I found out later that when he was like 18 years old, he and his cousin got drunk and fucked. Um, Jesus Christ, they fucked. And then for Christmas that year, the dad got got him an abortion because she got fucking pregnant. I don't know if they were full-blown cousins. They were like half cousins or some shit, but still. And like when I found that out, whoever was telling me about this, yeah, this is why people think I come from a trailer park. We're from Littleton, Colorado. I don't know. And when someone was telling me that, like they were like, they're like, well, I think they just got, I think they just got really drunk and it just happened. I was like, what? I've been hammered with my cousin Bill 
billions of times. And Bill, that's funny because he has billions tattooed on his knuckles. Anyway, uh, billions of times. And we talked about this. And I told him this is last Christmas and we were laughing about it. I'm like, there has never been a moment where we were too drunk that like, and we, we were like, where we're like, well, we've danced around this long enough. Like ever, ever, ever. Oh God. I don't even know if I can tell the blowjob story now. I have to, cause I've already, I've already gone into it, but that's the first kid I ever dated. So shameful. I can't believe I just told you that. Uh, oh, I was so ashamed of that for so long. Like I was there and orchestrated it. I had nothing to do with it. And it was years afterwards. But I remember that cousin. She was she was like one of those bitchy high school girls who like got her boobs first. But like like but was like bitchy about it. Uh, not like Lonnie Reno, the one I talked about. She was just she was just really proper and pretty. But this girl was like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. I got boobs. And she, uh, oh, God, she was such a douche. She was just such a douche. And she fucked her cousin later. So, like, I guess that, oh, yuck. I don't know. I guess we just go right back into the blowjob story. So I dated him. He was, like, the first kid I ever dated. And uh, so we went over to their house. And, and this was after, Chris was, like, a... Chris graduated and moved on at this point and I was a senior so we were hanging out at Brandon's house and this guy Rick was always around Rick was like this attractive Ken doll looking guy like he was like tall and just looked like a Ken doll he was just really hot right but he was like always super nice and conservative and like just a sweetheart he wasn't like a drunk like the other dudes but he worked at a place called Fiddler's Green in Colorado which is a which is a concert venue and in sync, who Catherine and I were like diehard fans, like we went to like almost like we we had gone to every concert that they were in town since we'd become friends, and uh, they were coming into town, and we just really wanted to meet in sync, right? I mean, like every time they came into town, we did everything we could to get there. One time, we even broke into Mile High Stadium. They were performing at Mile High Stadium in Denver, and we broke in somehow. Like we were, I mean, we were crafty and cute young girls, so like we could talk our way in and out of everything. And we saw Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was obsessed at this time with AOL and trying to find the real Justin Timberlake screen name. That's a lot to unpack. And uh, this guy Poodle was their, like, tour manager. And he messaged me on AOL and, like, told me that if I, if I uh, found him, he could introduce us to NSYNC. Now, it wasn't the real Poodle, but we met the real Poodle at Mile High Stadium. And he was like, I don't know how you got my name, but I can't let you back here. And then Chris Kirkpatrick was like, I don't know, 12 feet away. And that's the closest we ever got to meeting in sync. So we're at Brandon's house, you know, like a month, you know, months later or whatever. And Rick works for Fiddler's Green. And he's like, I have access. Oh, God, the story is like sad and weird and like my first blowjob. So he's like, I have access to backstage passes to NSYNC. So I could get you guys backstage passes. And Catherine and I are like, we'll literally do anything. And he goes, anything. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, well, I've never had a blowjob before. God, I can't believe this happened. Uh, I was like, and, and we were like, all right, well, let us let us think about it. Yeah, maybe we could do that. So we both, we, we leave and we go outside and we like discuss. I don't know what the fuck there was to discuss, but we needed to discuss whether or not, um, Oh man, guys, I don't, am I sick? My throat has been hurting so bad in the last few days and now I'm like nauseous and what if I puked in here? I probably won't puke in here. Um, <laughs> puke, poop, ugh. Uh, so uh, we go outside and we discuss and we're like, we're like, well, one of us has to do it. Like this is our shot to meet in sync. One of us has to do it. And I don't know what the fuck 
she, I don't know why I always, like, she was like, well, you're the brave one. That may have been true, but she had kissed a boy. A boy had seen her naked. She had a tongue ring. Like, out of the two, like, I, I think I'd barely kissed a boy at this point. I had a padded bra. Like, I had my little, my little uh, vagina shaved into the Hitler mustache, if you listened to one of the last episodes, um, which is so weird. I still think about how no one ever thought that was weird. But, like, so, like, I had all of that and, like, you know, like, I was just like, so inexperienced. And Catherine had, like, had a boy's fingers inside of her, at least. You know what I mean? Like, she was experienced. She should have been. And I was missing my teeth. Like, she should have been the one that blew the dude. I mean, I guess, no, the missing the teeth, it wasn't like I, all, I was, like, gummy and shit. Like, there were still teeth in there. But for some reason, she was able to convince me to do almost anything. And it usually was when she would call me the brave one. For some reason, I was like, I am the brave one. So we were like, all right, I'll blow Rick for backstage passes. I'll take one for the team. But I need to get some poly grip for my mouth. Like, I don't want my teeth falling out in the middle of this thing. That'd be a nightmare. So we go inside and we tell Rick, we're like, all right, Kim's going to blow you for the backstage passes. But we got to go to Safeway real quick so she can get some poly grip so her teeth will stay in her mouth. <laughs> so sexy. I don't know. He's a 17 year old boy. He's probably like, I don't give a fuck if you, you know, cement them in there. Just come back and blow me. But so we go and we walk the Safeway and we get the poly grip. And we put the poly grip in my mouth. And I've never used poly grip at this point. Like they stayed in there pretty well. Right. But we poly gripped them in. And then I was like, but I don't want to go in there alone. This is so weird. Like, I I told this on one of my favorite podcasts. You should look it up. I, I put it on my po- uh, my Instagram a couple uh, week ago. Uh, the SAP, Sex Actually Podcast, um, with Dave Neal and Tasha Courtney. It's a really good podcast. And uh, somehow this came up, and I hadn't thought about it in years. And they were like, you should tell this on stage. And then I tried to tell it on stage. And it just came off really, like, sad and Me Too-ish. But, like... I mean, it was all consensual, but I was like nervous. And so I asked Catherine, I was like, I'm nervous. Will you come in there with me? So Catherine's like, all right, I'll, I'll come in there with you. So we go into this room and like Rick had already told his two friends, Ben and Brandon, that I was going to blow him. So, um, oh no. Um, I feel sick guys. This is so weird. Um, that's so scary to say in the middle of a pandemic, I have been self-quarantined, so I'm not. I don't have the virus, but I maybe have the flu. Um, that would be ugh. so. Uh, oh yeah. So this story is all over the map. It's getting interrupted by my bodily stuff. Uh, so I'm sure Rick told Brandon and Ben, right? So Brandon. So Rick goes into this room. We shut the door and we and like I, we take off his pants. And there's this big penis. And it was big, dude. But he was tall. And he was like a, you know, like a football player type kid. And so he, like, we take off his pants. And then Catherine goes and leans up against the door. Because Brandon and Ben at this point want to watch too. Apparently everybody wants to watch this. But Catherine won't let him in. So she's got her back to the door. The lights are off. And I just start sucking on this dick, right? And it's taking forever. And I find out later that it's like two reasons. Like one, he had never had one. But I don't think that's true. That's what people told me later. They're like, well, if it was his first one, he probably wouldn't have come. No, I think that would have made him come quicker. I was probably just brand new at it. And I probably wasn't very good at it. It was my first time. Who knows? There was probably a lot of factors. Also, people are banging on the door. There's another girl in the room. Maybe he was having performance issues. All I know is it was going on forever. And I and like my legs are numb. Like for some reason, I decided to go cross-legged. So like my, my legs start falling asleep 
And my teeth are in there, though. My teeth are really solidly in there. Who knows? Like, so, and Catherine is like, like, you can hear her being like, oh, God, because she can hear the, like, I can't make a blowjob noise, but like the slurping or whatever. And then the boys are pounding on the door trying to get in. So, I mean, probably Rick couldn't climax. And I was just trying to get him there. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And then finally, like, I'm going to say 20 minutes in, I like sit up and I'm like, Catherine, I don't want to do this anymore. And she goes, okay, fine. And then turns on the light. And then there's Rick, like, what the fuck? And he's got this hard ass dick. And I, and I'm like, but I can't get up. My legs are numb. Will you like help me up? And she was like, yeah, yeah. So she like Rick quickly pulls up his pants. She gets away from the door. Brandon and Ben come running in and she has to like lift me off the bed. And we start walking off my legs. Like, you know, like, you know, when you, your legs fall asleep. And so then it was just like, all right, well, Rick, you got your blowjob. So when are we going to get our, when are we going to get our InSync um, passes? And he's like, I'll give you the InSync passes in a few days. Just give me a few days. I never saw Rick again, ever again, never, ever again. Every time we go over to Brandon's house after that, Rick was never there ever again. I never, I couldn't pick the guy out of a lineup. I could probably pick the guy out of a lineup, actually. That's your first blowjob. Of course you remember, but don't know his last name. Never saw him again. Never got the backstage passes. Nope. So I had to go through that. Go through that. I mean, I guess it's a fun story. And we never got to meet in sync. And then I went to college that next year, right? I went to college and I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, there's these two dudes that lived on my floor, my dorm room floor, Adam and Burke. I wonder, I doubt they'll listen to this, but um, Adam was actually ended up being like my first love. Adam, ugh, love him. Um, we had this like dramatic on and off 10 year relationship, but man, that guy means a lot to me. Uh, and we see each other like once a year when I go home, he has like a wife and two kids and we, you know, we just have like lunch and catch up. It's a, it's a very, but Burke was his roommate at the time. And, um, Burke and I started to hang out before Adam and I did. And so one night, it was like two weeks into school, maybe less, I can't remember, but I'm sitting in Burke's dorm room and in their dorm room, Adam's gone and I'm telling Burke about my first blowjob and I'm prom asking him, please don't tell anybody. And he's like, of course not. And he's being very sweet and very understanding and he listens to the story. And then I don't know what happened. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't want to speculate because like, but my side of the story is I think I started liking Adam out of nowhere and just sort of like left Burke high and dry. If you ask Burke now, 20 years later, he'll probably just tell me he hated me because he started hating me a lot after that. Him and his friend Chris, who actually now are friends. Chris and I, you know, made amends or whatever, but they like hated me for like a year. Like hated me. Like they would walk in to parties and just like, so they would walk into parties. So Chris, to or Burke told Chris about my first blowjob and they would walk into parties and, you know, big like basement parties college basement parties and be like hey everyone raise your hand if you ever blew someone for in sync tickets which always pissed me off because I was like at least say backstage passes like I wouldn't blow someone for tickets tickets were easy to get the backstage passes were the ones that were elusive but like at least say backstage passes when you're trying to humiliate me and so he's like, he's like, hey, raise your hand. And the whole music stops. And, and then they're like, raise your hand if you ever blew someone for sync tickets. And I would raise my hand because like I have no shame. And also I was always the believer that like you can't bully me or shame me if I'm like, yeah, I did it. Because like after I did that a couple of times, they, the novelty wore off and it was just like, oh, it doesn't bother her. So we'll just, but like what dicks, right? I mean, they were 18 year old boys and they're both like married with kids now. And if you're listening, guys, there's no hard feelings. But, but like, 
Oh man, that that haunted me for a long time. First blowjob. I don't remember my second one or my third one or my fourth one. I don't remember our my fifty thousandth one. I don't know if I've given fifty thousand blowjobs. Who knows? You know what I mean? I'm I'm this age. I've had a lot of boyfriends, but like I that first blowjob, man, and I never got backstage passes. And I feel like if I ever meet any of the members of NSYNC, I'm going to for some reason tell them that story. And it's a different era. And it's actually kind of like, I don't know where to go from here. I still have some more time and left in the podcast. Uh, I, I did the poop scoop. Too much information. I again think, you know what? I think this whole thing is just too much information. I appreciate all the, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of DMs. Uh, you know, with a lot of good feedback for this, where you guys are loving my honesty and my, my, um, yeah, my honesty. So I will always be that honest. I don't understand why people aren't. I just don't get why people are not honest about everything. Like we're all in this thing together. And I don't know. I mean, whatever. We all should just be. I just got distracted. Also, I don't know how to end from there. I tell you my first blowjob story. I, uh, I can happily say that I don't feel upset or betrayed if I ever did see Rick I would probably I I think I would be able to recognize him I mean god how many it was like 20 years ago dude 20 years ago and I wonder I often wonder what his side of the story is like both is very traumatic I just remember you know what I remember the most about that whole situation besides not getting my backstage passes the taste of the polygrip in my mouth like I still can taste that fucking polygrip in my mouth it's so gross um, not good at all. Uh, let's see here. Oh man. Um, yeah, let's just bring this thing home. You know, um, I'm going to this episode eight. I'm really excited. I love that you're all listening to this. Uh, if you give it, if you like it and you get a second, I would love it if you subscribed and then rated and reviewed it. If you write a review, it's so important. I've been doing this like a month and a half and I have a couple more weeks to get, you know, a, a bunch more, rate reviews and if I get a bunch more reviews then um uh iTunes will feature me so if you could just I mean just like a, it'll take two minutes it be, means so much to me and uh yeah um follow me on all the socials uh k-y-m-k-r-a-l new episode of this comes out every Wednesday at noon and um and then soon coming soon hopefully really really soon um a crawl space live on dash comedy radio monday nights so lots of lots of talk about all of this stuff and i like to end my my podcast with um my show uh with uh, a segment i like to call i am one lucky broad and it's just uh it's to end this madness um with uh something i feel really grateful for so I feel really, I'm one lucky broad because I have a home. Well, I have a home in general, but like I have an apartment that is mine and is comfortable and cool. Like not like cool, like it is nice and cool right now. It's like 70 degrees, which is awesome. But like cool as in like, I don't know. I've always had like, I've always had a little bit of shame around the way my place was decorated and that goes back to childhood. I was raised by my dad and we didn't, and that, that wasn't his fault. You know, he's a dude. So like he did the best he could decorating our house. But like, you know, I go over to my friend's house who had like moms and their homes just had a different feel to them because there was a mom in there, you know, or like a woman's touch or the decorating, you know, like feminine in energy, whatever that meant, you know, and ours just didn't. And like, 
And and like looking back, like it, I I wish I had known what I know now, and like that our house was awesome, but um, it I it just didn't have you know like the throw pillows or the matching this or like frames or I mean we had frames, but like you know it just it just wasn't decorated the way like all my friends who had mom's houses were, and so I always had like some shame or like I felt like I had this like gap of knowledge on how to make my home homey because I I didn't have you know I didn't have that stuff I mean I remember my mom years later she married my stepdad and they got this house in the country and the house was like had a woman's touch and was like perfectly decorated and I I loved it there but I remember always having like a ting of like sadness that I didn't get to grow up in a house that had that you know like painted wall like I'm not I didn't I grew up in a nice home in Littleton Colorado but like it just wasn't yeah I don't know if I'm explaining it right but I was sitting in my desk last night and I was looking around my apartment and like it has that touch. It's like got this like, like comfortable, cool, feminine touch. Like, you know, it's the walls are painted fun colors and it's decorated nice. It's just really comfortable and homey and I have a nice couch. And it's just, I just looked around and I was just like, man, I have a home and I'm one lucky broad because I have a home. And, and that's something I strive for my whole life, a place that I felt safe and at home. And, um, as always, this is such a roller coaster ride. You know, we went from blowing out my boyfriend's toilet to my first blow job at sync tickets. And now just this like solace, like I have a home, but I am one lucky broad for that. And I'm one lucky broad for all of you, um, for all of you listening and for every awesome opportunity that's happening right now. I'm really excited and lucky. And, uh, so please, please, please rate and review. I would love it. It means so much to me. And also if you have other podcasts you listen to, do that for them too. Like it's such a tiny thing that like you put off and you don't really think means so much to us, but it really means a lot to us. So, um, rate review. I'll be back next Wednesday at noon and coming soon Monday nights on Marcus King presents dash comedy radio. And, uh, I'm Kim crawl. This has been crawl space. Stay safe out there and wear your goddamn mask. Just wear your mask. Jesus. I'll see you next week. Bye.